You've suspected something was wrong for a long time. You finally received a diagnosis of dementia. But now what? What does it mean? Should you start looking for care options now or wait until the disease progresses? I'm your host, Valerie Lynn, and in this episode, we're talking through the different types of dementia and what they mean for your search for senior living and care. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Hi, and welcome to the show. Getting a dementia diagnosis is devastating, even if you had your suspicions, even if it runs in the family. And the diagnosis doesn't mean that your day-to-day is changing. You are most likely already coping and maybe even already caregiving. But what does it mean for your future care options? In many cases, they may be even more limited. I wanted to do this episode because For years, we've really only heard about Alzheimer's. And even though we have a greater knowledge of Alzheimer's, we still have so much further to go in supporting this diagnosis and all of the types of dementia through long-term care, Medicaid, and the senior living industry. Alzheimer's is actually under this umbrella of dementia. It's a type of dementia. And so We're going to talk about types of dementia and some of the symptoms and also what this all means for your search for senior living and care. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's, frontotemporal, vascular, Lewy body, and alcohol-related. But before we dive in, it's important to note that dementia is an incredibly personal group of diseases in whatever form it takes your loved one may experience other less common symptoms. And I also want to be very clear, I am not a doctor. (laughs) This show, Desperately Seeking Senior Living, is based on the many years that I've spent working in senior living and working with so many families. So this episode is just for educational purposes. And you should absolutely consult a doctor with any concerns that you have What we're talking about today is just what you can expect from the senior living industry in relation to a dementia diagnosis. Okay, so let's start with Alzheimer's is a type of dementia, and it is also the most common type, accounting for approximately 60 to 70% of all dementia cases. And this is why it's the one that we've heard the most about over the years. It's the most common one. And the most common symptoms range from difficulty problem solving to vision problems, confusing time and place. And the most common one, I think the one that we hear about the most is the short-term memory loss. So let's talk a little bit about each of these symptoms and what they might look like. So difficulty problem solving and completing tasks, that might be something where you notice that 
your dad always paid his bills on time. He never missed a payment. And now you're noticing that he's getting cancellation notices sitting on the kitchen table or past due bills. Or maybe your mom is not able to complete her favorite recipe at Thanksgiving like she always did. Vision problems. This one is really interesting, and it's sometimes one that really troubles families. And this is where you might find that your mom or dad is talking to themselves in the mirror. It's not that they're talking to themselves. It's that they don't recognize that that is them in the mirror. They think that there's someone else standing there. Confusing time and place. We see this most often in getting nights mixed up with days. So maybe your dad starts calling you at 2 a.m. thinking you're almost at his house for your visit because he thinks it's in the afternoon and not in the morning. And this isn't the same as not being able to sleep. This is thinking outside of the norm. Another one might be that your mom starts talking as though it's a different decade. She really thinks that she's in that decade. One of my clients, her mom would say she had to get ready to go to work, but she hadn't worked in over 20 years. And in the more advanced stages of Alzheimer's, I had one client whose mom would get up every morning thinking she had missed the school bus. She thought she was much younger than she actually was. Short-term memory loss also causes that repetition that we see very often where they forget that they've told you something. So they're going to tell you again and sometimes again and again. Okay, let's talk about alcohol-related dementia. So this is what my father suffered from before he passed away in 2007. And honestly, I don't even know if it was a known dementia back then. I mean, we certainly hadn't heard of it. It's characterized by difficulty problem solving, completing simple tasks, even like eating or drinking, trouble staying focused or understanding social cues, trouble regulating emotions, and it can lead to outbursts and hallucinations. There was a moment where my dad just stared at me and I'm pretty sure he didn't know who I was. And it was a really scary moment. So Let's talk about frontal lobe dementia or frontotemporal, also known as FTD. This type of dementia has recently gotten a lot of press because this is what Bruce Willis was diagnosed with. It's so sad that it took someone famous to have the diagnosis for it to get the attention that it's getting. But I'm also really glad that we're starting to support families that are dealing with this diagnosis. So it's characterized by a lack of impulse control, which can lead to socially inappropriate behaviors, changes in normal behavior, impaired judgment, emotional withdrawal, lack of personal hygiene, apathy, aphasia, which is either the physical inability to speak or the inability to understand or use language. Other symptoms can be hallucinations or agitation. And on a side note, I am not speaking about Bruce Willis specifically. I do not know what his symptoms are. These are just some of the symptoms that are characterized by the diagnosis. Lewy body dementia, 
another form of dementia is also characterized by not just the visual hallucinations, but auditory hallucinations as well. Also a lack of executive function, completing all the steps to a task or impaired problem solving, even not being able to anticipate outcomes. So essentially losing the ability to know when something isn't safe. Your dad might use the stairs, even though physically he's not able to use stairs, but he may have lost the ability to recognize that. Other symptoms include extreme apathy, which might not be wanting to eat, bathe, brush your teeth, or other common tasks. Paranoia. They may think that someone is poisoning their food or stealing their belongings. And they may also exhibit Parkinson's-like symptoms. This is where you might hear the term Parkinson's-related dementia. Okay, let's talk about vascular dementia. This type of dementia is caused by damage to the blood vessels, and this could be from a stroke, uh, which was what my grandfather suffered from, and he knew it affected his memory and his ability to process information. It also caused him to be unable to control his emotions. He would just very often cry, And he knew that that was also something he just wasn't able to control. Some other symptoms include personality disorders, lack of control in bodily functions, mood changes, anxiety, depression, aggression, difficulty concentrating and completing tasks, and difficulty with balance or gait. So again, this is all just an overview of the types of dementias and their symptoms. And I wanted to just touch on these symptoms because I think it's going to be easier to tie this all into senior living and care. And we'll put links in show notes where you can get even more detailed information about each of the different types of dementias. There are some that we didn't cover here today. Now let's do that. Let's talk about how all of this relates to your search for senior living and care. I mentioned at the top of the show that your options might be limited. And I think there are a couple of reasons for this. So Alzheimer's, as we mentioned, as the most common dementia, it has also become the common term used for all cognitive impairment, including even the other types of dementias that we've talked about. They're very often all grouped under Alzheimer's. And finding a memory care community for an Alzheimer's diagnosis is just simply easier. Now, it's not always easy, right? Because there can be financial considerations, and we actually cover that in other episodes. And I'll put a link to those shows in show notes. But for this episode, we're just simply talking about the symptoms. On a side note, you do have to usually have a diagnosis in order to live in a memory care community. And I want to pause here because I really like using the term symptoms. I've never really been comfortable with the term that the senior living industry and the healthcare industry uses, and that's the word, you may have heard it, behaviors. It just sounds bad. And its origin suggests that the person has control over their actions as opposed to what we're really talking about, which is a disease with symptoms. Even the term behavioral health in the healthcare industry has become this catch-all phrase. And I think that when we're talking about a disease, it's just more accurate to use the word symptoms. If you 
were already uncomfortable, even devastated by a dementia diagnosis. And now you find yourself at a senior living community and you're sitting down with the tour guide. You're talking about your dad's dementia diagnosis. And the tour guide asks you a question. So does your dad have any behaviors? Or maybe the tour guide asks you this question. Tell me about some of your dad's symptoms. Now, listen, I have worked in this industry for a long time, and I am absolutely guilty of using the word behaviors in this way. But which one sounds better to you? I think symptoms sounds so much better. And I'm actually going to put it to a vote. I really want to know what you think. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, head on over to at Desperate to Doable, and we'll have a post on this where you can vote on which one you think sounds better. So the not so common types of dementia are often feared. And I'm using that word feared because I really believe it's a fear of the unknown the unknown psychological, emotional symptoms, the possibility of hallucinations, mood changes, aggression, agitation that are characteristic of Lewy body, frontotemporal, vascular, or alcohol-related dementia. And despite the fact that dementia is very individual, and as we mentioned, the symptoms may vary, many memory care communities will not even consider a new resident with a Lewy body, frontotemporal, vascular, or alcohol-related dementia diagnosis. They won't even look at your loved one's medications or doctor's notes. It's not just the fear of the unknown here. These symptoms often require more staff. Memory care communities are simply not usually staffed to handle the higher psychological or emotional needs. I was touring a new adult family home recently, and I met a woman who shared her story of how she and her husband sold their home and they moved to a continuing care campus. This is a community that has retirement, assisted living, and memory care, as well as skilled nursing. But when her husband developed Parkinson's-related dementia, she was asked to find him a new place to live, despite the fact that they had a memory care community on site. She was shocked. But I don't want you to be. If your loved one received a dementia diagnosis with the more complicated symptoms, start your search early. You may be lucky to find a community that can accommodate the diagnosis. And if you do, get on their wait list. But don't stop there. Have a plan B. I've worked with many families that started in one community, and as symptoms progressed, they were asked to leave. Sometimes that plan B might be as simple as adding in-home care. Other times, it might be finding another option. The woman I mentioned earlier found an amazing adult family home for her husband, and she remained in her retirement community, and he moved. And she is so happy. And I'm hopeful that her husband will be able to remain there. Many families with these other dementia diagnoses find that adult family homes or in-home care become their only option. In many states, skilled nursing may not even be able to accommodate the tougher symptoms. And sometimes it's simply trying an option and seeing if it works. 
one family that was actually on the show shared their story of the many memory care moves, and that's the title of the show, that they had to make until they found the one that worked. And I'll put a link in show notes to that show. This all might seem a little disheartening, and you might be tempted to say, okay, well, we're just going to call it Alzheimer's and get into a memory care. And I get it. As a country, we are not ready. We are hearing all the time about the increased cases of dementia, and some states have so few options that we have worked with families that that was literally the consideration of where mom and dad were going to live. One sibling lived in a state that had a lot of options and one didn't. And so that was the decision. Does mom move to that other state or do they stay here? We had an episode. If you're a regular listener, you might remember the episode on withholding information from a senior living community or a care provider like in-home care. I believe personally in showing all your cards. And in fact, sometimes you'll be surprised. I've worked with families who thought no one could care for their mom or dad. They thought the symptoms were so much and we were able to find great options. On a side note, I also live in Washington state. I've talked about this. Washington state is really lucky. We just have so many different care options and really care options that fit every budget, even though I know we're not talking about costs today, but I know that that's a concern for a lot of families. So your loved one got a dementia diagnosis. What do you do now? First, find support through placement agencies, support groups, online Facebook groups, and even Instagram. There are so many families just like you sharing their story. Also, work with a financial planner. Know the future financial picture. Work with your loved one's doctor on a treatment plan and continually advocate as new medications and techniques like music therapy and aromatherapy are developed. And start your search for senior living and care as soon as possible. Your options may be limited and you may need to be on a wait list or even relocate to an area with more options. But help is out there. And I sincerely believe that more help is coming as we continue to talk about these issues. And hopefully this episode helps make your journey a little more doable. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. Thank you.